uh, the winner of the play-in game between Deadpool and Coco. <laughs> <laughs> they, both, they both have to do with death. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody welcome to the sin cast this is chris atkinson from cinema sins joined as always by the voice of cinema sins jeremy scott yep, yep. <laughs> and for music video sins barrett share hey i'm excited today yeah Ooh, it's a big day why 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 would you be excited and this is a project that's been simmering in my brain for i don't know a few weeks you've okay. done a lot of work on this actually <laughs> yeah, to be fair have. indeed you have um we will be doing our best of the decade bracket uh, starting today, Woo-hoo! Uh, which will, you know, it'll last for a while, too. <laughs> Probably. You will get your money's worth out of this. Indeed. Uh, you can send all your hate mail to Barrett Share. That's right. Uh, here's his address. Um, the best of the decade. Best of the decade. This so, is obviously the 2010s. 2010s. Let's, let's give the big caveat here for all our new listeners who have never heard us do a bracket before. This is our bracket. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is not meant to represent everyone's bracket this is barrett chris and jeremy's bracket there are movies that each of us have that we adore that we would wish were in this bracket but because the other two either didn't see it or didn't love it as much it's not there we all have those movies this bracket is composed of movies that we all think are great and worthy of at least inclusion in the discussion best of the decade if we if we did not include your favorite movie of the decade that is not an insult you don't have you can choose to be insulted by that or you could just enjoy the ride well and i and i i thought about this because i saw a lot of the movies that were uh they were suggested on facebook and and uh, a lot of stuff that had been named several times i went out and watched a lot of these and almost all of them are great Mm. almost all of them could probably get into this bracket Mm. the problem is how how long does a movie have to sit with you before you're saying this is best of the decade yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point and this is a problem that some 2019 movies might even have right even but you know i just saw hunt for the wilder people and i just saw handmaiden and i just saw shoplifters mm. how am i going to stack this up against all these movies i've had a lot of time with right yeah so and it was was even hard for me to go i'm gonna email you guys and say you gotta see this because right. if you did and you liked it then what are you going to be like well i think we should just re- remove four or five of the movies that we already have there. yeah exactly exactly just because of uh, you know public consciousness it doesn't mean that that impacts our decision on this bracket itself mm-hmm. this is us very well so, said i'm probably giving away the ghost on a few of those movies because i named them by name they're not on unfortunately well, mm-hmm. it's all right it's just the way it goes but this is our bracket this mm-hmm. is how we'll do it and we will take the controversy and it's a good one too yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the first round in the north region and if you are unfamiliar with how we do this this is just like march madness and the ncaa's here in the, here in the united states college basketball a 68 team field and a one seed plays a 16 seed a two seed plays a 15 and so on and until they play each other until there is a champion and by that, the end of it. we'll probably be done about the time the ncaa tournament rolls around they do <laughs> so in the north region our number one seed is mad max fury road mm-hmm. uh going up against the winner of the play-in quote unquote uh quote play-in game 
between Toy Story 3 Ooh. and Sinister. Oh, oh, oh so very similar. We have already lost all of our viewers with that one right there. Did you see where Edgar Wright... Um, Edgar Wright tweeted out that he he happily voted for the third straight year, knowing cockily that he had seen every movie for every, that he was voting on. <laughs> and then he said, but it's still sad that I can't vote for Mad Max Fury Road for every category. Even though it came out five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, right now, you, right now you have a Fury Road over Sinister being included into this thing. That's right. Like, uh, I I introduced it as a long, long, long shot into this, mm-hmm. and uh, and it makes it into the playing game, uh, and I'm I'm happy that it's here. It'll be interesting to see what our discussion is about Sinister and Toy Story. Yeah, 3. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sinister has some genuinely disturbing moments. Mm-hmm. Like you can disturb me in a couple of ways. One is just gore and violence, and you know I think that disturbs a lot of people. But this is disturbing, like that shot of the backyard mm-hmm. and the thing like that's same, the kind of same shit. for the thing <laughs> that's the kind of thing you'll have nightmares on. yeah so we're not actually doing the matchups now no. not right this side he's not, gonna read yeah well, i'm gonna read up all the the uh, i the did matchups. not understand that and i apologize <laughs> right, now i'm gonna read up all the matchups and then i guess if we have time we can do one or two sure man but no yeah i don't i, I didn't realize I'm, i misunderstood yeah i mean normally when we go through these things we sit here and talk about the movies over and over and over and then by the time we're done it's like oh we got a whole bracket we gotta talk yeah <laughs> um, i like this approach so the two seed in the north region hell or high water verse oh this is gonna break your heart <laughs> no versus the 15 seed lock oh you <laughs> fucking bastard it was not intentional at all uh matter of fact lock is in there at the expense of one of my favorite movies of the decade the favorite oh uh, because i couldn't even though Locke is such a simple movie and everything, I couldn't exclude it given the amount of love that we all three wow, have. Wow, you dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the three seed in the North region is Roma. Uh, mm. Going up against the 14 seed under the skin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and this will be a, an extremely interesting matchup. It very much will be. I may have to watch both of these movies again before I do this This one. What a weird one. What that, a weird one. That's a strange ass fucking. And that's why I, that right there is a, that's why I love these brackets is because nowhere else will you hear the debate on the merits between these two fucking films than on this podcast. In the North region and uh, four the four seed the nice guys Ooh. versus the 13 seed annihilation <laughs> oh jesus these are tough man they really are they really these are These are ridiculously tough uh the fifth seed nightcrawler mm. versus the 12 seed the revenant yeah and some of these Ooh. movies are ones that i haven't thought about in years like the revenant but when you go back and, and think about it totally worthy of including already an uh, unusual high amount of tom hardy in this bracket mm-hmm. already three tom hardy movies yeah what was Lock, the third mad max fury Road. oh yeah i'd <laughs> be curious wow. to see he if he played continues max dominant. barrett <laughs> <laughs> he's mad <laughs> uh the six seed la la land Versus the 11 seed, John Wick 3. Oh, Johnny Dubs. Well, both movies have lots of kicking. Mm-hmm, they this do. Is the, they uh, do. This is the only John Wick 
movie from that franchise in this thing because, mm-hmm. and i think we all agree that three is the best one the yes. three of us agree yeah. i'm seeing a lot of surprising people online that are supporting dicer's position which was mm-hmm. that one had a little more like heart to it and it wasn't just a series of stunts mm-hmm. which is fine three yeah. was, three entertained the, the three of us more than the other i mean two. it's yeah. okay to be wrong yeah i mean every, everybody <laughs> is once in a while right uh the seven seed phantom thread mm. versus the 10 seed gone girl and yeah some sausages yeah that's and a tough sausages. that's a tough one right there um and then the eight seed blind spotting versus the nine seed the master oh. Blind spotting. Oh, yeah. two Jeez. movies i absolutely adore what was the second one i got caught up on blind spotting? the master oh well i know what i'm voting for mm. i didn't give it away i'm voting for the master <laughs> also a lot of pt anderson now there's mm. two of him so far uh mm. going down to the east region the number one seed is inception mm. more tom hardy yeah more tom hardy uh versus the 16 seed that uh, in, uh the winner of the play-in game between deadpool and coco <laughs> 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 both they both have to do with death that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah thank you thank you uh the number two seed the martian oh this is gonna hurt the two and 15 so far <laughs> i just saw these that. hurt oh, no. the two seed the martian versus 15 book smart oh you had it out for me you have it out for me? I guess. You have it out for Subconsciously. me. Subconsciously. Uh, the three seed in the East region is The Raid 2. Baby. Barrendal. You know what? This is the first time I've even noticed that there was a... Was it? I thought it was... Was it uh, The Redemption, wasn't that it? Was Redemption the was the first one. The first this one, one has like three different titles. Okay, it's either like the, Raid 2 or this. I don't think I had ever one. seen Barrendal until this bracket. Yeah. So like that's why Redemption came to he- came to mind even though I knew it was the first one. I'm pretty sure in the original market it's just Raid 1 and Raid 2 and then when it got marketed to the US they th- strapped on Redemption and so the second one had to have I don't know. Yeah that okay. was what I read. But So I the Raid 2 will be going up against the 14 seed Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. It's, you do have it out for me. <laughs> I really realize that I do. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a horse head in your bed in the morning. There is. Uh, the four seed in the East region is Whiplash. Whiplash. Going against the 13 seed, The Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five seed is Spotlight. Going against the 12 seed, Ladybird. Oh, oh this, is, this shit's getting interesting. Yeah, it there's is. some really, really tough ones here. Number six seed in the East region is Black Panther. Going against the 11 seed, The Untouchables. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Wow. The mind reels. Yeah. No oh, kidding. My. Did you ever see the, the Cranston remake of The Untouchables? The Upside? No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we have the seven seed, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Versus the 10 seed, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh. Oh, that's going to hurt a little bit. And finally, in the East region, we have the 8 seed, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse against the 9 seed, 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> so sickening. Good God. Going down. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> we move over to the south region 
The number one seed is the Social Network, Ooh. going up against the 16 seed, the winner of the play-in game, A Quiet Place, and the first Avengers. Oh, wow. that's a spicy matchup. That right is there. a spicy What's matchup. What's fun for me is, see, you've, you're steeped in this. Every time you've sent us a version of this, we've been honing it over the last several weeks. I've looked at the titles of films that are included, but mm. I haven't paid any attention to like the matchups. Yeah. And so the matchups are still really surprising. Those are the, that's the fun part. Yeah. I know. <laughs> They're surprising to me. I <laughs> uh the south region uh two seed is arrival going oh this is another fucking tough one why is two it why these all seem like eight nines to me or or two threes yeah, yeah, yeah. uh the two seed arrival versus the 15 seed edge of tomorrow oh, mm. Mm-hmm. oh my oh, god there's actually even some overlap in like themes and topics oh mm-hmm. oh yeah yep. yeah there are there sure is oh man that's tough yeah. uh the three seed in the south region is the big short going up against the 14 seed game night Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, very different <laughs> very different movies there indeed uh the four seed is the cabin in the woods going against the 13 seed eighth grade oh oh curious that's spicy yeah, we're going to forget all about these matchups by the time we get to the next one. We and then are. we're going to be like, oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> we have to compare these two movies. Uh, the five seed in the South region is gr- is Gravity uh, going up against the 12 seed Boyhood. Mm. Uh, the six seed is Birdman going up against the 11 seed Steve Jobs. Wow. Steve Jobs was 2015? Mm, that sounds right. That that's a movie that could have existed in any decade, and I probably would believe mm-hmm. it. I'm much more familiar with the Ashton Kutcher version. <laughs> yep, Jobs. Yep. Uh, the seven seed in the South region is her, <sighs> and the ten seed is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. So that's going to be a, a a real issue with me because mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, really, really love Force Awakens, mm-hmm. but I really, really love her. Remember when somebody brought up her smell? And I said I hadn't done enough drugs when I started watching it, so I turned it off. Uh-huh. So I ended up doing enough drugs, and I watched it. Mm-hmm. I hated that movie. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, she's great, but it's just she's toxic and pushes away everybody around her and is mean, and it's just five different vignettes of her life being an asshole to everyone around her. <clears throat> well, the good news is you did do a lot of drugs. Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> On the plus side, we we did uh, destroy the sun sphere. <laughs> we did knock over the sun sphere. Uh, uh, the south region eight seed is Parasite, Ooh. and the nine seed is the Florida Project. I think uh, Parasite, as evidenced by our pick last week, is one like from 2019 that's kind of a no-brainer of, mm-hmm. of, of getting on this. There were a couple that we considered, like Marriage Story, um, uh, I think yeah, Booksmart is Booksmart is t- 2019, yep. uh, but that's pretty much a slam dunk, at least in this room. Uh, but there's not many of them. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the West region. The number one seed there is Ex Machina mm-hmm. uh, going up, going up against the 16 seed, the winner of the play in game between Planet of the Apes and Sing Street. <laughs> This is Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Dawn? I think we decided that we were going to present this as the trilogy. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, I think we all agree that Dawn is the best of that. So, I mean, if we want to point to one movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The two seed is Get Out going up against the 15 seed Looper. Looper. Yeah. Yeah, right? You guys like Looper a lot, right? I like Looper a lot. Mm -hmm. See, I'm, I'm... 
way further down on Looper than you guys are, but certainly worthy of inclusion. I do think that Emily Blunt pantomiming smoking a cigarette scene will stay with me forever. (laughs) Uh, It may just be because I used to be a smoker, but the idea that she, I think, would be smoking if she could, but Uh, she can't. uh Um, And so she pantomimed. I don't know. It just really stuck with me. Uh, The movie's good. Uh, The three seed is Interstellar. Uh, going up against the 14 seed, Manchester by the Sea. Hey, Casey on Casey Affleck. <laughs> oh, it's action. Casey on Casey Crime. Uh, I uh, I actually popped in Interstellar the other day and rewatched it because I got a 4K version of it. Oh, oh, how does that shit look? Oh, it looks so fucking badass. Oh. I'm telling you, that's the space porn shots in that movie absolutely rule. Yeah, I I am. It's one of those movies. Like, I mean, how Nolan shoots things and everything. It's um it it reminds me of the those best parts of the prestige where you get in and just it just just constantly just the, like the story drives so far that you've like oh an hour's just gone yeah, by yeah and that's yeah. the way interstellar is <laughs> uh the four seed is the wolf of wall street Ooh. going up against the 13 seed bad times at the el royale Ooh. this is definitely the wordiest matchup yeah <laughs> i think so that's tough yeah um so we got both of the um what's his name director yeah we do cape cabin of the woods guy oh uh, uh um drew drew goddard goddard drew goddard uh the five seed is uh inside out hey we got inside out and get out uh versus the 12 seed paddington 2 <laughs> mm, paddington 2 makes me so, so happy good. it's in here it's i think it's my favorite wes anderson movie Ooh, he didn't make that movie. no but it looks like he did <laughs> Everybody in the world just got on their fucking keyboards. <laughs> and Paddington 2 is not... Uh, 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 uh. Uh, the sixth seed is Zero Dark Thirty, going up against the 11 seed Black Klansman. Ooh, there's some tough, tight matchups on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing's like a slam dunk, really. Yeah. And uh, the seven seed is The Descendants versus the 10 seed Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, rounding out the West region, we have the eight seed black swan versus the nine seed Dunkirk. So yeah, plenty of Nolan in here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of good movies to choose from. And again, we say it again. We know that there are movies out there that deserve to be on this list. This is our list. Yeah, we really cut a lot of of strong contenders. You know, only had one Denis Villeneuve movie in there, even though we could have done one or two others. You know, we went light on the horror genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it chapter one it was was considered. Um, I'll I will uh, I'll go run down the list of the ones that we did not do. Um, and and these are these are all things that hurt, and they could probably you could probably argue their way into the into the thing. Mm. Moneyball, yeah. uh, Drive, yeah. uh, the favorite, uh, yeah. the writer, which I saw recently. Yeah. Oh, what'd you think? I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, Snowpiercer, yeah. uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, yeah. uh, Warrior, mm. Marriage Story. Been more Tom Hardy with Warrior. I know. <laughs> Marriage Story. Then there's Argo, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, one cut of the dead chef trained to busan edge of 17 if bill street could talk first reformed that might be one of the big ones that we cut uh because that's the one that just keeps get gaining all this momentum from a lot of people who have seen it recently and everything um but you know i mean do you like it 
I watched it once and I liked it, okay. but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, yes, best deck <laughs> of the decade. Not gotcha. yet. I got you. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Uh, Wind River, which mm. is a, uh, you guys still need to see that. I right? still haven't seen it yet. Um, I shame. Yeah. Uh, Free Solo, uh, mm. Moonlight, mm. the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. the handmaiden which i mentioned uh, up top uh is a really good movie and i think maybe a little bit more more time we all watched it maybe we'd have put this in there but we just just don't have the time to do that dark waters which came out last year uh death of stalin oh. um your name uh, uh what is your name that's an animated uh film. oh that's right that's right uh enemy which yeah. is a didn't even villain live uh the endless which is a great movie uh and, it's so good yeah uh it chapter one the grand budapest hotel the hunt for the wilder people which i mentioned uh room uh shoplifters which is great three billboards outside ebbing ebbing missouri uh what we do in the shadows that's a tough one. i know that's I a know. tough one. yeah 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 uh true grit the Vovich, which yeah, i don't think any of us liked in this in this uh <clears throat> room uh, yeah, no no i keep I trying re- to talk myself into this movie yeah <laughs> anytime i watch it i'm like no it's not i wrote like a sin uh, recently that referenced the bitch oh yeah yeah coming oh. in coming soon coming soon <laughs> uh spring breakers uh. the the probably the biggest uh hurt for me is that you guys haven't seen sicario yet. i've seen sicario you've seen it uh-huh. oh okay and i liked it i i, I didn't think that it was at the level of the oh of the i day. do but yeah. that it's the biggest it's maybe probably the biggest hurtful one that's not on here uh and then uh good time which was uh safety brothers uh, yeah who did uncut gems last year hmm. uh that was the ones that uh were uh, considered to be on this list and just didn't make it and didn't make it all right guys it's time to talk about likewise yeah likewise. baby yeah baby yeah you know what likewise does so it's an app on your phone mm-hmm. it's one of them things for your phone yeah you go to an app store and you get you it. go to an app store you go to your google play app store you go to your apple app store mm-hmm. um and you and you, you download this thing but also this thing is like fully integrated it actually sends you communication too based on your preferences and stuff like that i get emails from them saying everything that's that's uh leaving the streaming services so like netflix hulu hbo go and all that stuff they'll send you that information like up front um like i said uh last time like if you see a movie that you like or you're interested in or something like that recommended to you because of your other preferences you can click through that and it'll show you exactly where it is this is such a handy thing this is like the best part of the surface for me (laughs) it's just the idea that you know that you can not only they they suggest you a movie or a book or whatever can tell you where you can get it Mm -hmm. and where it might be leaving or whatever yeah and everything it's the most useful thing ever yeah yeah and it even extends to restaurants too uh we've used it uh, for several different restaurants, both within this city and when we've been traveling. Uh, so based upon the type of cuisine that you like, they'll recommend it in your area. Pretty much all forms of entertainment, right? Like just mm-hmm. f- food, TV shows, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast. Podcast, yeah. Yeah. All those things. Yeah, it's good stuff. You guys should check it out. Yeah. And, like and, it. and it doesn't cost nothing. I typed in poutine and that because i like poutine <laughs> yeah make, make sure like, to spell that yes yes p-o-u-t-i-n-e it's a canadian delicacy yes, yeah it is french fries cheese curds and gravy it's a lot of yeah. things and it, it's ironically even though it is super trendy in the u.s as like a 
chefy foodie trend. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of it in Middle Tennessee, <laughs> but now true. I know where to go to get poutine. Mm-hmm. And which poutine is the highest rated? And I'm going to go on a little bit of a tour, <laughs> poutine tour. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll report back in a couple of weeks and give you the best poutine. Nice. All thanks to Likewise telling me where to go to find it. Yeah, so you can download it from the App Store of your choice. Or if you're on the interwebs on your laptop or your computer or your tablet or whatever, go to likewise.com slash syncast, and that will let them know that we sent you and that we love them, and we know you will too. All right, so we have time to do the play-in games. I think yeah. we will do the play-in games Woo. and get our get our brackets all all uh, fixed up and, and no more of this, you know, two-team bullshit on the one, <laughs> you know. But uh, in the in the first round, the North region, we have the 16 seed Toy Story three versus Sinister. Mm. <sighs> Whoever wins this plays Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. All right, so this is a tough one. It really is. It's tougher than you think. Yeah, because I think if you were to just go by quality of film, Toy Story three is probably the better movie. Mm. But maybe as far as enjoyment, ooh, it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many different ways. If you look at originality, there's no there's no t- contest that Sinister wins. Right. <laughs> if you look at uh, visual effects, well, then Toy Story 3 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to say earlier, because I didn't understand how we were doing this, that Sinister scared the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and there are a couple of images from this movie that, that are like nightmare worthy, that stay with you, that are like freaky, trippy, scary. And and then there's just a lot of creep and suspense in between those. Um, but I don't get that with a lot of, like, modern horror. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people look at the nun, and they're like, oh, she's freaky. I'm going to have nightmares about the nun, and I think she just looks stupid. Yeah. But, like, the, the, the is it like a Super 8 film that he Yeah, finds? it's either 8 or 16 millimeter. I can't remember what it is. And then the, the, these movies he's watching about the shit that, oh, God, there's that one with the tree and the hanging, and it'll it'll never leave me. It's very, That's very That's the opening creepy. shot of the, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah but if they come back to it, too. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, for a better context. The, the one that obviously always gets me, although there is some cheating going on in that scare, is the lawnmower one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it goes, and it just shows the family at the beginning, and they're all, like, having fun, watching TV and everything, and then... And I think the thing is called, like, the film that he opens up is called, like, Lawn Work oh. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so you just see, you see the family uh, just all uh, watching TV and stuff. And then you just see the, tr- the, 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 like, push mower. <laughs> and you just see it, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, someone just shows up in the frame and the mower goes over. Yeah. And then you just hear this, ah, scream yeah. and everything. It's like, everything's just well done on that there's not there's something about there's something about the found footage in this that is way scarier than any other any movie purporting to be found footage yeah because it's blocked better i think uh in in the way that it reveals stuff Mm -hmm. um and especially you know the main boogeyman i think that even though that's probably the least of the actual scares it's still creepy as shit because you don't see all of his face you can just see the features, which are so freaky. Mm-hmm. Freaky features. Freaky features. Yeah. Uh, so I think Scott Derrickson did a perfect job in staging these to where when they are revealed, you get those chill bumps. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like all horror directors talk about getting this effect, but very few of them do it. Yeah. <laughs> or certainly do it successfully. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then Sinister has its problems. I mean, the the ending is what a lot of people talk about on Sinister. I don't like the ending very much either. Who's ending? 
Uh, so they move. They it, think the house is oh, the problem. That's right. It follows them, and it follows them. And uh, and uh, the when Mister Boogie shows up and the little girl kills the whole family uh-huh. and everything. It's basically like now you can join us and everything, oh, and that, yeah, yeah. it it you know it's just not it. I mean, it's not what I'd want out right. of all of that, but um, still, it doesn't d- diminish what we've seen in the movie. So yeah, that movie's good. I want to watch it again now. Yeah, I'm also pretty sure if you go back and check the tape, that sweater Ethan Hawke wears in this movie is not too different from the knives out sweater chris evans is famous for now uh, i think it was more of a cardigan wasn't it? fuck you i was trying to make a fun <laughs> reference <laughs> dick <laughs> he's like a. is he a documentarian or is he a like a writer he's, he's a, a writer. writer yeah he's trying to write a book about some uh like old crime stuff. that's right because that's why they move into the house he moves right? into the house doesn't tell his wife <laughs> his wife is like you're not you didn't move in this house because of some murder did you and he's like no i didn't do it i didn't do it for that um the murder house yeah exactly (laughs) ethan hawks drank a lot of bourbon over the last decade because he's Mm -hmm. he's a bourbon drinker in this he's a bourbon drinker in boyhood Mm -hmm. and in first reformed maybe he's just a bourbon drinker and it's just he slides it into all his roles must be must be it has a creepy ass credits uh, ending credit sequence too just the music and just the way the credits come up uh, on the screen that's right and everything really that. cool uh so yeah i love this what about toy story 3 how do we how do we how do we, nowhere near as scary <laughs> nowhere near as scary dude you say that but that whole furnace thing is, yep. is, it can it's be true. like jarring i mean it, depending kid. on your age yeah, yeah. exactly um, is, is this movie is this movie considered great because of its ending yes yeah, I mean, well, it, starting from probably that furnace scene on, everything else is kind of paint by numbers. Everything else is every Toy Story you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the it's the fact that they they get saved and then they get and then uh, Andy gives the toys to the little girl, mm-hmm. and we see how happy it makes her. That's what we we sign off on at the end of that. But I don't know. Do we really do we really think all that stuff before it? is just great stuff like buzz suddenly having a spanish button yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that <laughs> that's not funny it's it, i think it's funny at the beginning but then it goes on way too fucking long it's just well why would he have one option <laughs> spanish or english that's it if you're gonna add another language you've got german in there and you got <laughs> japanese you got french russian like i mean it's french want- fries <sighs> anyway <laughs> but yeah this was this is the is this is the one where they're in the uh the like daycare right yeah, yeah. and they and the people the, the toys that are already in the daycare don't want the new toys because they will get played with more right and and so they banish them and everything and yeah, eh, yeah you know. i mean i'm fine with that story this is my no, favorite I, I i hate to say that i don't like the movie right right right. but it just feels like we really consider this great because of its ending yeah you, you get a point there because uh without that ending i mean the, the movie doesn't fall apart but it's not memorable at all mm-hmm. uh that that ending punched me in the gut so hard that uh that i end up just loving the movie mm-hmm. um, i wouldn't be surprised uh and this is not it's not an insult i wouldn't be surprised if they started there and built the rest of the movie around that they, sure. they had that moment aha this will gut everybody let's work backwards <clears throat> yeah and, and i think there's a, a shot of a shot it's animated but of uh andy playing with the girl with the toys before he leaves i think so uh and i think that's what got me the most is because he's reconnecting with his childhood 
through I forget what the relation is to, with the girl to him. Um, but, uh, he's reattaching himself to his childhood while still making this big transition. And he's not really broken up about it or anything like that. He's like, I'm ready to do some adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I like this movie. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good movie. It's in the bracket for a reason. Uh, it's my favorite Toy Story movie by far. Well, that's, that's, that's a statement. Uh okay, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to uh say sinister for this. Oh, uh, sinister! I think Toy Story three is is a better made movie. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but I like Sinister better. I yeah. would watch this one over Toy Story three. If you gave me the two Blu-rays right on you know in front of me and say pick one, I'd watch Sinister. You take. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> sorry if you if your vote if you thought your vote was going to count. Um, and for for me, it's I, I'm often going to make these calls that way. If you put these two in front of me, which would I choose to mm. watch? Um, and and again, I agree with Chris. I think Toy Story three is the better big picture, well made, technically yada yada film. But mm. it. I, I'm I'm on record how I feel about the Toy Story films as they go on and how I think they lose originality. And even if they still have heart, I would rather see something new and unique and original and Sinister was all of that. Did you watch this before you send it? Sinister? Toy Story 3? No, Sinister. Um, yes. No. So, no, but I watched it twice when I send it. Oh, okay. I got you. It, it, I, my question is, would this have been a movie that you would have gone out of your way to, to watch? No. Because, it, you know, you're not seeking not out big, horror yeah. unless it's titties and whatever. Right. <laughs> That's very succinct. Thank you. <laughs> I don't watch. I don't watch any horror unless it's titties. <laughs> they got the bigger titties in this. Yeah, exactly. There are some other aspects to the horror movies I like besides just titties. But uh, no, I would not have gone out of my way to see it. And also, maybe there was a little sentimental thing in my vote because I have often said this is my favorite sins video. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because it is to to date still one of the five ten funniest ones we've made <laughs> and it's rare that i can rewatch a sins video and still laugh mm -hmm. uh, and that one does it for me so i'm gonna make it unanimous it'll be sinister wow. sinister surprise it is a surprise it's a surprise that it made the bracket and now it moves on to face mad max fury road nice knowing yeah. you're sinister yep uh in the east region the 16 seeds deadpool versus coco we doing another uh pixar here uh whoever wins this one whoever like their people uh will go up against inception in this uh bracket so deadpool versus coco i'll tell you what uh can we start right. with coco yeah uh i was not expecting to like coco nearly as much as i, I was not either uh it has a lot of the themes uh, similar to Kubo and the Two Strings, about mm -hmm, descendants mm -hmm. and and you know not not forgetting anything. Guitars, guitars. This one got me right in the feels for sure when the grandma sings "Remember Me" at the end. Oh, oh my God! I yeah. mean, you can't be a human and not tear up at that point. Uh, but yeah, I think the the animation is as spectacular as anything you've seen from Pixar before. The story is surprisingly fun but deep. About a story from you know visiting the afterlife and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the the villain is very memorable. Yeah, I didn't expect to like Coco either. Uh, Pixar had been on this uh, kind of a bad streak yep. for a bit, and then that came that was ready to come out, and I was I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. 
but I really enjoyed it when I watched. I that really, animation. really liked it. That animation is. I mean, when you set your animation in this otherworldly setting, mm-hmm. you can really do anything. And clearly, their imaginations just brought through this amazing imagery. I mean, yeah. it's just stunning. Yeah. Um. What do you think about Coco? I liked it. I saw it one time. Mm-hmm. It didn't really move me. I mm. feel like uh, I'm dead inside. Yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> um, I know he likes it more than me. I think Dicer likes it more than me. Uh, but I didn't hate it. I didn't be like, oh, not like Good Dinosaur, where I'm like, fuck this garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's more like Bugs Life for me, where I, you know, I didn't, it didn't really wow me the way it did everybody else, but I, I see some goodness in it. Mm-hmm. All right. It goes up against Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Talk about a movie I didn't expect to like. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They uh, remember Deadpool, if you remember the San Diego Comic-Con before mm-hmm. before the movie came out. Uh, there was a trailer for it that is, uh, I guess, pretty famous now at this point. But uh, San Diego Comic-Con, somebody in the back, back like filmed this trailer and then put it online. And right. You're not supposed to do that, but right. everybody saw it. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, so he just talks to the camera and says a bunch of fucks. <laughs> that's hilarious and that's funny and 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 uh and so i was not expecting to like it and it was coming out in february which is typically not a good uh landing spot although valentine's weekend is usually usually a pretty good primo spot very well marketed with valentine's ads a lot of very creative uh trailers and posters you know making you know once they got the green light yes wasn't it okay you may have been going to this anyway, but was it determined that he leaked that footage that Ryan oh, Reynolds I don't did? Remember. I think that is the general hypothesis, but he has not confirmed. I don't think anybody's confirmed that. But he's winked at it a few times, right? I think he has winked at it a few times, but not even in so strongly as he's saying it was me. Because I haven't even seen that trailer that, well, that footage of that trailer that you were talking about, uh, I've just heard about it. Um, but it, so from that trailer itself, it didn't look good. Not to me, but yeah. again, you're watching, uh, some, somebody shot in the back of a theater or wherever it was, uh, uh, one of those meeting rooms and, and it, we had not seen anything like Deadpool really, no. uh, at to this point. And really uh, all it looked like to me was, ha ha, wisecrack, fuck this. And what, you know, <laughs> and, and I, and I was like, this is not, this is not funny to me. And probably if you showed me that same trailer today, because I'm more indoctrinated into the character, then I would find that funny. Yeah. But the way that was coming off, I was like, no, <laughs> no, um, this is not going to be good at all. And then I went and watched it. And of course, I love Deadpool. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds before that point was very much Van Wilder and I guess had started acting in those shitty um, action movies, right? Yeah, he had a handful of uh, of movies that people have seen, but never really vaulted him into that otherworldly status. Yeah, like, Green Lantern, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah Green Lantern, Safe uh, House, Safe Yeah, Safe House. Which uh, and then um, there were a oh. couple others. There was Just Friends. And yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Uh, Good uh, Luck Chuck. No, uh, he's not in that. No, that's that? that's uh, that's uh, Dane Cook. 
Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, was it definitely maybe that I've talked about? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the proposal was that was yeah, that was, uh, mm-hmm. with Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, um, he I was like in, he was in a lot of these movies that people had seen, but no, none of them had really vaulted him into these this big huge star status. Yeah. Van Wilder was like the height of his popularity for a while. Yeah, and then that came out, and Deadpool came out, and then suddenly he was you know a lister. Um, I do want the game right. What you had played the Deadpool game? Oh, yeah. before, right? It's fun if you like jumping around and slicing things with swords. <laughs> I do. All right, so how are we going to vote on this? Well, I I think I know where you're leaning. Uh, this is a tough matchup because I really, really, really love Deadpool, mm-hmm. and to me, I think it's held up very, very well. I thought the second one was very, very good too. It was. It was just uh, more of the same, and I don't think people, you know, I think you get it, it, that that type of thing sort of wears you down yeah, after a while yeah uh i'm gonna lean towards coco because these are both singular movies even though mm-hmm. the other one had a had a sequel but like you said before these came out you hadn't seen anything like it before uh a little bit with kubo with uh, with coco coco kubo oprah Ooh. kruger would never yeah. allow two cocos no <laughs> <laughs> that's just a big faux pas oh uh, yeah uh so i'm going with coco okay oh, oh. me or me babe you, you go well deadpool it is um i actually can't I, this is dumb uh, in the comics they would do this because deadpool always does these alternate universe adventures but i can't stop thinking about deadpool in the undead afterlife from Coco, <laughs> Ooh. like running around, quipping and kicking ass. That would be a very fun visual. Uh, Coco's fine. Coco's good. I'm gonna watch Deadpool twenty times over the rest of my life, and I might watch Coco one more time. Uh, and now I that see. Disney owns all of that, they can do that. If they, they can want. do that if they want, mm-hmm. and they probably will. Let's be honest. And it'll, there'll be the lightsabers in there too, because mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Deadpool as well. Um, sorry, Pixar. I love you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, again, you put these two movies in front of me, I'm going to pick Deadpool every time. Captain Deadpool. Nah, just Deadpool. Nah, Deadpool just will Deadpool. play against Inception. Interesting. <laughs> yes. On to the South region. The 16 seed play-in game is A Quiet Place Ooh. versus The First Avengers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. This is one of only two MCU movies in uh, the bracket. Um, yeah. This and Black Panther? Black Panther. Both of which I thought, obviously, were, were worthy of inclusion. Sure um so iron man gonna... is our favorite we've talked yeah. about but that was 2008 yeah. Uh, so yeah it's uh it's a tough matchup um i really like me some quiet place mm-hmm. is that a is do you what do you feel about the second one coming up i've tried to avoid that trailer like the plague really i don't want to know anything about what is so coming you, up you are excited to see more of that universe i am yes okay. i don't it know felt what... to me more like like when when it came out and made all this money, they were like, oh, they're going to try and talk him into doing two. And I was like, oh, where do you go with this? I, I, I could see it a couple of different ways. I'm maybe talking out of my ass. You could uh, show like a parallel story going on to the, uh, the the sequences of the first one. Or you could I think you could explore that story further and and make it interesting. OK, it's, it, it struck me as a little weird. Now, I think it made a shit ton of money, right? A quiet place. It did. And that's probably part of the reason they, they were able to. Back, back up the sure, brinks truck sure. and say just give us a, something compelling 
Because this is Krasinski's directing this one Mm -hmm. again. And writing. Yeah, and writing. I've seen this trailer probably three billion times. (laughs) It's on the front of everything. It's on the front of everything. It, It, like... Ever since I've started going back to movies a lot to what do these mini pods, it's insane now how many times you see a certain trailer. Like, there's no variety anymore. It doesn't seem like, uh, like before the year started, I saw that like a boss trailer probably five hundred thousand times. Oh, and it's the worst, and it's interminable too. Yeah, and and it never. It seemed like it was never going to come out. Like I'd seen it for four months leading up to its release. Now it's the Invisible Man, the Invisible Man. And, oh yeah, and and Ben Affleck in the way back and all that, the that basketball Hoosiers type oh, movie or whatever. Ooh. Take charges, press, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, like like I'm uh, listen to Affleck trying to coach basketball. It just doesn't make doesn't make sense, man. <laughs> Take charges. Yeah, pressing, keep pressing, stealing, taking charges. Um. That trailer, I don't like. I don't like that Quiet Place trailer at all. That new one. I've just um, seen the teaser. Either. They mainly because it looks like it's going to be bigger and more like there's going to be more sound and more like stuff that they're going to have to uh, like uh, I don't know avoid. Whereas the first one is so everything about that movie is is the experience in the theater. Yeah, you are just you are quiet with them yeah but this movie looks like something where you can munch your popcorn and it looks very like um um walking deady to me yeah and and it could be excellent quiet place was excellent so Mm -hmm. let's give him i will i will be watching this and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm hoping it's good uh i mean i know from the trailer though i'm like you guys are experts at walking around in places and you let a little fucking tripwire thing you know you 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 run over a tripwire without even seeing that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what. Uh, mm. Maybe maybe it's different in the movie. Who knows? Adapt or die, bitches. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird because I don't think Jeremy, you and I didn't go to the theater to see this. Right? I did not. No. Um. So I didn't get that experience that I kind of wish I did. Um. But I I still, as I was watching at home, was perfectly still, mm-hmm. and like really like attuning myself to this. Yeah. Uh. With with no distractions whatsoever, and it's it's just a. Uh, it's so well acted. It's so well paced. Mm-hmm. It's so well done with the audio uh, quality. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, mm. it really is. Um, uh, the, the, I mean, like I said, it's. I mean, both of these movies are experiences with a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, Quiet Place is the one where everybody's sort of trying to outdo each other in their quietness. <laughs> the Avengers is one where everybody's trying to outdo each other in like how big of fans they are and how much they're getting into it and everything. Uh, I will state once again, the Avengers is another movie that I think people think too highly of because of its ending. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Um, did you see this? You were still at the theater this when it came out, right? Yes. Um, and uh, was it a memorable event seeing it, it was. at the th- Or did you pre-watch it? I, I watched it before, but I also we also had midnight shows. Oh. And I believe this was... I'm trying to remember if we if the, the regular practice of starting movies at 7 and 10 had started yet. I'm not sure, because mostly during my day, midnight shows were the main thing. Although the we... Thursday before midnight? Yeah. yeah. Uh, although we had had stuff that started early before, but it wasn't a normal practice like it is now, where like everything opens Thursday at 7 o'clock now. Uh-huh. Uh, but I believe it was one show, and whatever show it was, a 10 or a midnight, doesn't matter. I walked from theater to theater, 
watching people react to the loki and hulk thing nice nice and uh and and it was just it was a it was a great thing oh, that's cool to be in the theater I'll for bet. i'll bet watching that especially seeing multiple reactions to yeah that's a, that's my that was, i will say it again as my favorite part of ever working at movie theaters was crowd reaction stuff was that my part was fucking in the nacho closet yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people I know exactly what closet you're talking about too. Some people got some people got a little extra with their nachos. <laughs> oh, luckily they were sealed. Yeah, yeah they were exactly. all in sealed boxes. We yeah. maybe crushed a few chips. No big whoop. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want even nachos that came in a box that had semen on them. But like, <laughs> I don't even want to keep talking about this. <laughs> they're gonna retroactively like fine you or something like yeah, that yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> uh, so um yeah what do we uh what do we uh want to go on this one i think this was my favorite mcu theater experience too not only because of the puny god thing mm -hmm. but really just all the way through like i saw it opening weekend and just it wasn't over the top like the Star Wars, the Rise of the Skywalker that we just saw where the woman's clapping throughout the whole time. Yeah. It was just normal, like, enthusiastic fans, uh, like, saying ooh and ah and that kind of thing. Like, when uh, 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 Thor and Cap, like, hit the, the hammer and stuff like that for the first time, mm -hmm. and you heard that noise in that theater where it's like, mm -hmm. like, that was just such a good time. It yeah. happened, but in, in 10 years, because even Endgame had a lot of clappers. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Unless people just reacting. Yeah, it was almost. It's almost like now we an, we are anticipating these moments because we've been taught that they're going to happen. Yeah. Whereas in Avengers, when the one for me, and I've brought this up before, is when they're on the bridge in New York, and like Cap turns his shield to Tony, and Tony just instinctively blasts yeah. it with a ray <laughs> that then beams off and hits this dude that's standing catty corner to him. And that was exhilarating, yeah. seeing two superheroes I'd seen on their own instinctively working together and being more powerful that way. And then by the time we get to Infinity War and Endgame, you know, th that kind of shit doesn't wow us anymore. It has to be 200 heroes yeah. showing up at once and saying, on your left, yeah. if we're even going to get moved, I guess. I don't know. I do remember that experience, though, the Avengers experience. I'd never seen anything quite like that. Yeah. And, and at the time... It was a miracle of filmmaking, right? To to build this universe and get these guys together. It was. I mean, in, they took this gamble back in 2008 with Iron Man, and they you know put Sam Jackson at the end of that, and then and then cross studio with the Incredible Hulk, putting him at the end of well, putting uh, Downey at the end of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, talking about the Avengers and everything like they took a gamble because it could have been one of those things where they said Avengers is coming Avengers is coming and then those movies tanked yeah yeah <laughs> no it kidding would have, it would have had nothing and they did it within four years uh you know they did they even recast Hulk and had a better Hulk than mm -hmm. they did at the beginning yeah. yeah so yeah everything went right with this movie yeah and especially getting Joss Whedon on there too mm-hmm our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Uh, I'm going to pick a quiet place in this oh, matchup. I'm going to pick Avengers. Yeah, didn't you just do that? Fuck. <laughs> I pick, pick, pick Avengers. Um, and I'm just, um, I'm. It's just that so far, that's the logic I'm using every time. Is which one am I going to watch more over the next ten years? And it's going to be Avengers. I think you could make a solid argument that Quiet Place is easily a a better made, you know, whole package of a film. Mm-hmm. Um. But Avengers is just so fun, and so so few movies that try to be fun actually work hard at it. Yeah. Most movies that just want to be fun are lazy. Um, so yeah, it's Avengers. I'm sorry. Yeah, all right. It's just probably one of my most watched movies of the last decade. I've probably seen this up with social network uh, levels of, of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, so- I've seen it fewer times than I've seen Passengers. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. that's not really saying anything. Not saying anything. The Avengers goes up against the social network. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, in the South region uh, when we get to that. Uh, the West region, here's our final play-in game. Uh, we have uh, the 16 seeds, Planet of the Apes uh, and Sing Street. Um, and uh, again, we're, we're kind of saying Dawn is the best, but we're also saying that this should be looked upon as a trilogy and not just one of the movies. Yeah. Uh, I th- D- does it all... Are we all on board with Dawn, Rise, and War in that order? I think so. I think so. Uh, War's not bad. No. But it's... It, it, relative to the other two, I don't think it, it's as strong. It ends up It ends up feeling like other movies that came before it and inspired it more yeah. than the other two do. Spartacus. Well, <laughs> Spartacus or uh, The Great Escape, um, there's a bunch that... That last movie ends up feeling like it's aping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. I, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but does Woody last until the end of the movie? No. He, he dies he like halfway himself. through, right? Sorry, right. spoiler. Well, uh, I mean, we're going to have to talk spoilers on He dies. It's, it's, it's about three-fourths of the way through. That's right. Yeah, because he gets all like blind drunk or something like that, right? Well, he's oh, got he the disease. Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah, yeah. he's going to yeah, die. Yeah. Um, and so he just, just chooses to end his own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dawn of, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is just one of those. It's amazing. This is a big studio film. Yeah. There's so many great little action pieces in it. Yeah. Especially when, uh, the one gets behind the, the tank and starts shooting in that 360. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That movie's so good. And that's where, you really start to see the rift between Caesar and uh, Koba, mm-hmm. uh, and that dynamic is awesome. And I guess it's towards the end of uh, Dawn, where actually probably in the in the middle of Dawn, where Caesar finally like pulls rank on him, and he's like, "No, I am the alpha here." And I think he does something ape-like, and you see Koba like just barely like cower. Well, they do fight even in that like, I guess it's like a some kind of boiler room yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, well, that's towards the end, though, right? I don't know because I think that's when Koba then goes down to the humans to their gun range and like steals their gun and oh, then comes yeah, back yeah, up yeah, and yeah, shoots yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But I love that bit when um, you know Koba's challenging his decision to let the humans work on this dam, and he's like, "Let them do their human work." And Koba points at his scars and says, "Human work." Yeah, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. I fucking love that part. <laughs> it is Koba's, very cool. Koba's almost better than Caesar. In that oh movie. yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, Tony Kebble, right? To- to- is, yeah. Toby, Toby Kebble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I really like in this trilogy that it's all three different sets of humans. Like, there's the James Franco, and then there's the the uh, Jason Clark. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, he's got a weird face, <laughs> and then you get the Woody. And uh, you don't see that very often with uh, with uh, franchises like this. No, you know? I think they had a I think they had a shepherd. Yeah. Early on with Rise, and I think they were cautious, and if this works, we'll go on to the next phase, which will be years later, and we'll have a different person, and if it doesn't work, we'll have tried. But I think the plan from the beginning was to tell three stories ahead of the Planet of the Apes story we're all familiar with. with mm. And isn't mm. Rise that has all those little allusions to the original Planet of the Apes? Dawn where, does as well, yeah. Uh, where the ship is being launched. Yeah. And, um, oh, that's right, where it's actually syncs up with that timeline yeah, yeah there's news footage about the losing the craft and they don't know where it went and all oh, that stuff. that's yeah. right that's yeah right. yeah that's really that, nice touches now that disney has bought fox i know last week there was some announcement they are going to make more planet of the apes movies but nobody knows if they're going to continue this or just go back and reboot themselves i hope they continue yeah yeah because it's set up nicely you could reboot the original planet of the apes and still have it flow with this trilogy just yeah. by making it the next movie in this series <laughs> And as long as we're at it, like, eliminate all uh, evidence of the Marky Mark version. Yes. By the way, it's funny, too, that Rise of the Planet of the Apes has so much in common with 12 monkeys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, by the end of the, the movie, it's talking about a virus that's going through all these different areas. Yep. and and everything and uh yeah it's, uh, that it's sequence a, is at the end of rise it's like over the credits yeah 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 like where like, oh, it pulls that's back right. over the map and you see like the lines showing the virus spreading around the, which is a little extra eerie in today's climate indeed yeah. um <clears throat> but yeah uh, uh ape's good mm-hmm. <laughs> um it goes up against sing street which have you seen sing street Jeremy? no i've seen begin again twice okay <laughs> if that counts <laughs> all right it, go- it does i mean it's the same guy and s- style um i would love sing street yeah sing street is one of those great singular moments that i've had in the movie theater just i mean nothing nothing like big crowd wise or anything like that but oh you saw it in the theater i did oh wow and i loved it so much this is a movie that's just in love with music and and uh the time the era you know and this is uh the the cast is every bit as as chemistry working as it chapter one or stranger things or anything like that those are all 80s-ish types of movies. This one only revels in its 80s-ness when it comes to the style of music itself. Yeah. And some of the fashion, too. But it's also in Dublin, so it's not like, you know, people wearing leg warmers and slap bracelets and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, the my favorite character in this entire uh, movie is the, the bass player uh, or the, the guitarist. He's like a virtuoso, but he's got this very odd demeanor. The dude with the glasses, mm-hmm. he's, he's just a delight. I love watching this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it since then, but uh, but I, I love this. I love this a lot. And uh, going up against uh, Apes movies, it's it's a tough one. It's, a, well, it's, it's definitely a little Mac going against Mike Tyson. It's exactly <laughs> what that is. I mean, um, you, you're 
it's it's possible that depending on your mood you would like sing street better than any of the apes movies yeah um but uh i'll go ahead and say that i'm gonna pick the apes here even (laughs) though uh sing street is just fantastic and i hate seeing it go like this but (laughs) uh, i like the apes better Uh, i gotta pick the apes too Mm -hmm. um because the 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 peak which would be dawn uh, the peak of the Apes trilogy is better, I think, than the peaks of Sing Street. Sing Street is a delightful story about, you know, falling in love and stuff like that. Uh, and it's going to have nice staying power, but I don't think it hits the, the same heights. I'm going to vote Sing Street. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll vote Apes because I haven't seen Sing Street. Although, if I did apply the logic of which would I put in, if you put them both in front of me right now, I would choose Sing Street. Uh, but uh, I have to vote for the Apes. All right. So, Planet of the Apes will be going up against Ex Machina. Ooh. All right. That's the play-in games. We're going to start doing brackets next week. Yeah. It's a little bit of a taste in what we're going to be doing. <laughs> a little taste. Just, to, just the tip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um... <laughs> um but uh yeah just uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna i think we're gonna have some brackets printed yep. out and we're gonna try to you know you can follow along mm-hmm. uh some of you are mad that we didn't put some mo- certain movies in and that's fine that's, that's fine so that's what makes us it makes fine. us a special world that's right all right everybody it's time to talk about movie yeah movie. <laughs> can i say something about movie real quick go for it sure Okay, there's a lot of different ways that you can experience movie. Like if you want to, if you want like head scratching, uh, or whether you want to dive in to learn more knowledge, or you could do it like I did the other day, and you could do it horny. And I did it horny the other <laughs> oh, day. Oh, I have a feeling. <laughs> you may be talking about the same movie. Go ahead. Well, it's two of them. <laughs> so I started with uh, this uh, another in the series of this Nicholas Winding Refn recommendations and uh-huh. the ones that he's uh, restored. And it's called One Shocking Moment. Okay. It's from the 60s. It's from uh, 1965. And uh, and it's horny. It's horny yeah. as shit. Horny as it's, hell. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's very it's pretty short, but it's all about this uh, midwestern couple that moves out to L.A. and gets involved in all the luridness of the '60s L.A. and yeah. all that stuff. And there's S and M in there, and and there's there's gropey and and booby and like like all kinds of sex stuff. Right. But it's also very pro feminist, which I thought was very cool mm. too. Even mm. way back in the '60s. Uh, so yeah, that's where, that's where I started my horny tour. Mm-hmm. And then it, it continued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a movie in there called Touch Me Not. I was about to say, if you didn't t- say Touch Me Not, I was going to be like, no, there's a third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, there's that, that, that movie is horny in a different way. It's a very much an exploration. I would even say it's not horny. Exactly. Exactly. Because it, it's this woman. It's hard to really explain this movie because it's almost presented as a documentary yes. and almost as a, a fiction. It's got a mix, I think. Yeah, and and it's I guess the central thesis is that she's lost her ability, the main character, to feel intimacy and to feel to feel anything from sex. Yes. And so while it is, you know, on the surface level horny uh it, there's definitely a deeper exploration going on in this movie yeah she uh she it starts off with her i think she's hiring a male prostitute and he's whacking off yeah and yeah he's whacking off and uh he <laughs> sounds like a documentary to me yeah <laughs> yeah it is um and then um 
then she goes to this uh hospital or sort mm. of like a physical therapy place yeah 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 where there are people who have disabilities but they're also trying to learn how to i guess uh feel things with their uh, significant others yeah. Yeah. and everything yeah and it's like it's like a like a sex therapy basically yeah in, in terms of the phys- physical therapy so it's a guy there's the there's this one i don't i didn't understand why the because the one guy who is in the hospital is married to this woman mm-hmm. in there but it's a guy who is who is doing these exercises with him mm-hmm. and like the first thing is to like touch his face and everything and then he has to report what did it feel like touching his face mm-hmm. and he was like this is very strange mm-hmm uh and it's like there were some there were some points it's like and he and he he's he, he's honest he's like it was it was kind of weird trying to get around his mouth area because mm-hmm. there's saliva there and everything and he's like I'm, i I normally wouldn't be like this this direct but that's just the way i feel about yeah, yeah. this and the guy is totally cool yeah. about everything but like she this main character keeps walking from place to place mm. and trying to learn this for her for herself and meanwhile the director of the film yeah is giving her all these notes and like asking her why do you think i made this film mm-hmm. and and everything like that and so there's just a lot of weird like i wouldn't say weird but may, maybe weird interaction unusual. Yeah, yeah unusual yeah. uh interactions going on in this movie where some look fake or look like a regular movie or some look like oh this is something that she's really going through i'll and tell you what looked real fucking orgy yeah I would uh, say so. This was the most interesting orgy I've ever seen now on you camera. Have my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Stanley Kubrick wishes he could film an orgy this mm-hmm. this wow. well. It really is if you can use an orgy as a character development, it really is kind of. Uh it really informs especially the guy that you were talking about uh who has some uh, uh malformations of his body. Mm-hmm. Uh it's fascinating. Ooh. It's fascinating. Mm. And it is uh at times it's sexy and at times it's some dude whacking off into a pillow and that's yeah, yeah. that's it well yeah, yeah. uh as she <laughs> expressionlessly watches on it happens <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest movie ahead ever <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> anyway these are both a delight i think so uh in very different ways that's the point though you are going to see some unusual things sometimes you're going to see some things that are going to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to see some of the best movies you've ever seen mm-hmm. that you've never heard of before. And, you know, that's the greatness of this of this uh, this service is because there's so many different kinds of movies that you are not normally, uh, you don't normally have a chance to watch. I know, and I've got a bunch of them queued up uh, to watch later on, mm-hmm. too, because there's, there's a really good batch of especially from Japan yeah. uh, that, that's on there right now that I'm going to dive into, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even tonight. Yes. I also like they, uh, they send you emails to tell you like what's coming to the service, what's leaving, what, they're, mm-hmm. what, they're, what the theme is. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, you can kind of plan ahead. You don't have to just jump on Mubi and go, what's new? Yeah. Um, but also, if you go to Mubi.com slash CinemaSins, uh-huh. You can get one month for free. One month free. This is like, this is a great deal. This is a terrific deal. Yeah, you can't. I mean, that'd be like walking into a store and buying 60 movies for $0. <laughs> That's essentially, I mean, you might struggle to fit all 60 in in your life, depending on how hectic you are. But that's mm. what we're basically offering. That's what movie is offering you through this special offer. Movie.com slash CinemaSins. Mm-hmm. One month free, up to 60 movies. Uh, everything from the horny to the documentary to the thoughtful <laughs> to the pillows. And sometimes all three. <laughs> Indeed. 
Movie.com slash cinema sins. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, so we're going to do some uh, recommends and warns? Yeah. Ooh. Totes amaze balls. They're great. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to call it a recca-warn, but for me, it's recommend. Okay. Um, I'm more on the recca side than the warn. But I warn because you may not... Uh, you know, be down with what Kevin Smith is is uh, is popping here. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could talk about this too. All right, good. Um, so let me let me start off firsthand. Is that a lot of you who would pop this movie in are going to be like, oh my god, <laughs> there's just so many like things that are kind of like groaner type of stuff. But man, I had I had enough fun with this that I that I really like liked it okay. it's not as much it, i don't like it as much as jane bob strike back mm-hmm. but um but reboot is just it's funny because of all the funny like in jokes they have with all the different uh, uh actors the uh, cameo appearances that are in here um they make fun of the reboot and the remake type of thing that's going on um and uh and it's amazing how many like like big stars he actually got it's to crazy. get into this thing yeah, yeah. and uh and uh it, it, it's self-deprecating uh you know about like all the different things that have happened in the ca- the viewers universe and everything uh-huh. um there were some moments in here and i actually don't want to spoil some of the moments that show up but there is a there is a move there's a there is a cameo in here that that just stops the movie for a second huh. uh and it's a and it's a person from a prior kevin smith movie turning around and explaining what's happened since yeah. uh the last time you saw him huh. and 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 it get it's so funny how he talks about the plot of this movie and how like uh and then he he does a really fun twist on a on a on a franchise that he's in huh. and everything a name that he gives that franchise and just the way he does it is is fantastic i love that there's another there's another big cameo in there uh i can go ahead and tell you though i mean it's this is not a big uh spoiler jason lee shows up again uh-huh. to play his mall rats character and uh, i think it's brody mm-hmm and uh and there's a part in there where he's explaining the difference between reboots and remakes <laughs> and uh and he's like he's like he's like you know if you want to do reboot and you you do this you do a remake this there's not uh, uh there's not room in hollywood for sequels or any anymore or even squeakwals he's like making a <laughs> making a reference to his own alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> or something like that and so like it just it, it's it's a lot of fun if you are a fan of all the Kevin Smith stuff. If you if you're savvy about that universe and everything, it's going to. There's going to be moments where you watch this and man, and go, man, this is dumb. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really sweet. I thought Jason Mewes and uh, Harley Quinn Smith were really good together in this. Uh, actually, both uh, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter and Jason Mewes' daughter oh, really? is in this uh but harley quinn smith's got a, a a pretty big role in this uh but jason muse and her are really good and i thought it ad, i thought it actually uh, gave the movie its heart huh. and everything but yes some of you out there have already seen this and you're like man this movie is dumb but like <laughs> i i tend to like dumb and if you can make me laugh at least six times yeah which this movie did 
I'm I'm on board. I uh, did like that scene with Brody. They do one of the Jay and Silent Bob uh, strike back, pause and look at the camera like fourth <laughs> yeah, wall breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Jason Lee has this big smile, and then behind him you see Jason Mewes come out with the longest middle finger I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and he's looking at the camera just flipping you off with that big ass bony finger. Yeah. Uh, there's a Glen Gary Glen Ross bit in here yes. that's inspired. Uh, I was overall, I didn't like it as much as Strike Back. I'm pretty much like Chris. I think he had a little bit better time with it than I did. Uh, because even a lot of the stuff that will make you giggle is is just a slight tweak on something from Strike Back that made you laugh. Oh, okay. Um, and then there's the Ben Affleck park. Some of the cameos feel tacked on. They go to Ben Affleck, and he's on screen for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. Fucking doing his Boston accent and talking and making jokes and as I'm, Ben Affleck or as one of his characters, one of his characters, yeah, okay. uh, yeah the Amy. one from Chasing Amy, yeah. Um, but it felt to me very much. I'm very glad they reconciled. That mm. is worth the whole movie to me because I hated that they weren't talking anymore. But it just it, it took me out of like slowed the movie down to a crawl. Oh, you're talking point. about Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith? Yeah, yeah. I felt like there was a little bit of uh, overindulgence in letting that scene go on for too long because of how close they are both to the fact that they reconcile. But ah. Anyway, I enjoyed the movie. I will watch it again. Uh, good, that's a good, solid recommend. I mm-hmm. have your your loaner that I'm going to watch <clears> tonight. Which means you'll never watch it. I totally will. I'll get it back in six months. <laughs> do you have a recommend or do you want me to go? <laughs> I have a recommend. So uh, late uh, one night this week, last week, couldn't sleep. <clears throat> and so throw it on the, 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 the premium channels. And right at the beginning of Cube 2... Hypercube. Holy shit. Oh, wow. This is like a Jeremy recommendation. Do you guys remember seeing the first Cube? <clears throat> yes. I don't think I saw it, but I remember it. Yeah, it, it, it was such a weird thing because I caught it on VHS, and I don't even remember if it had a theatrical re- release. If I it don't did, either. it was very, very small. This is a cult movie uh, that gives you very little explanation. All it is, this is the first movie. The The first movie, there's like five people that wake up in a cube. They can go in between like a series of connected cubes mm-hmm. that you go through uh, little panels to get to. And you see at the very beginning that it's all booby-trapped. In the beginning of the first cube, there's this uh, seam of uh, like little dots and stuff like that that slices you into little cuby bits. Yep. <laughs> and so I saw that first one, and, and the fact that it was unapologetic about giving not giving you answers and stuff like that i loved that first cube it is very low budget not very good acting that kind of thing never saw the sequel so that was 97 was the first one 2002 2002 is the second one and was kind of expecting the same thing and kind of got the same thing it has a little better effects it's got very 2002 effects uh but uh you know it's got a, a similar premise people wake up you know not knowing really what's going on uh, but I think the cast plays off of each other a little bit better, and uh, the the acting itself is better, and the resolution I thought was very satisfying. Uh, it ain't perfect, and it doesn't look like a studio studio film, but it was enjoyable, especially at like midnight. What's the title again? Cube Two, Hypercube. You know why? Why they call it that? No. The cube is hyper. <laughs> so that's why I figured. So instead of like a static. Uh, thing. Drink a bunch of red Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a static thing, it's all moving all over the place, and it's like twisty, and it's doing all that stuff. And it's it doesn't sound survivable. Well, you got to watch until the end it's of the like movie. It's like Tron Legacy when he like 
lands in Tron and goes into the games immediately and like fucking wins four oh, straight no games. Shit. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. dude is dead six yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the first time he's taking that thing off and yeah. he apparently can. Yeah, he, he beats the best guy. I know. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I so, love that movie. Hypercube. Hyper you would like Hypercube. It's got a very similar sleek blues and silver See, I would thing. rather start with Cube 3 and work my way back. Yeah. You know how I like those unnecessary sequels. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's a record warn. Okay. Uh, more on the record record. I'm going to give you a recommend, and I, I believe I talked about this the first year we did our podcast, because the same as I just did two weeks ago, I caught a marathon of it. I believe I brought it up, but this is before we were doing recommends and warns. Okay. The miniseries Hatfields and McCoys. Oh. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner and Bill Paxton are your two leads. Costner is... Hatfield, <laughs> Paxton is McCoy. You can watch this entire thing and still be confused. Uh, you just trust know that me. they're on different <clears throat> sides. And, and what this is very entertaining. There's a reason Costner keeps going back to westerns uh, because he is very good at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that TV show on Paramount Network, Yellowstone, he's excellent. Uh, anytime he makes a western movie, it's worth watching. Is that still uh, going on Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the biggest. It's one of the biggest cable shows going. There, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. But he hates it. He hates doing it because unlike a movie where he's there for a couple of weeks and he's done, he has to work for like six months and he doesn't like it. Um, <clears throat> he being Costner. Yeah. All right. So this is based on the actual long running feud between a family in West Virginia and a family across the border in Kentucky. Um, to the point where in real, I would, I would recommend you watch this miniseries and then go to Wikipedia and just go down the rabbit hole of all the shit these two families did to each other. To where the governors of both states were sending troops to the border. Um, It's fucked up. Uh, They started hating each other early on. Uh, But one of the things I wanted to point out is how weird everybody's name is. And, you know, you you think back in the, you know, colonial days of America, every every other guy would be John, right? Mm -hmm. Or Bill or, you know, (laughs) Jim. But Costner's playing a guy named Ants. A-N-S-E. And they call him (laughs) Devil Ants. (laughs) Devil Ants Hatfield. And his son is named John Z. John's with an S-E at the end of it. Hmm. John Z. Huh. John Z. Yeah. That's a stupid name. Sorry, uh, Hatfields. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And by the way, most of the feud, at least in this miniseries, can be pinned on John Z. I'm I'm not going to lie. He falls in love with a McCoy girl, a hot blonde. They go skinny dipping. He puts a baby in her before anybody finds out they want to be together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Bill Paxson's like, I'm not having no bastard Hatfield in my daughter's belly. Get out of my house. So kicks her out. <laughs> but Kevin Costner's like, I'm not going to let you marry that girl. That's he's a, She's a McCoy and we'll never have those unions, yada, yada. They ship the girl off to some cousin's house. And then... Um, Jenna Malone comes along. She's another McCoy. She's Nancy McCoy. All right. And she sleeps with John Z. And then yeah. they get out of they get out of bed literally and go to the courthouse to get married. Oh. Powers Booth, another Hatfield. His name is Wall. W A L L. Wall. These people have weird fucking names. But it's basically because John Z can't stop fucking the McCoy girls is why they keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then one of the McCoy girls' brothers comes in. He says, I shot a man. You got to hide me. So they hide him. This is John Z, uh-huh, Hatfield, uh-huh. and Nancy McCoy hiding a McCoy who'd done a crime. Well, then the Hatfields come looking for this McCoy who'd done a crime. Uh-huh. One of them gets a little too rough with the girl. That makes John Z angry. He goes after that guy, kicks his dog across the room. Oh, shit. Um, and yeah, it ends up with basically the McCoys start sending bounty hunters across the state line. Yeah. 
with trumped up charges of, you know, harassment or whatever. And the Hatfields just keep killing them for like, <laughs> for like two hours of this movie. It's, it's bounty hunters coming across the line and getting murdered. That's a until they finally hire like the real badass bounty hunter, the real wrote, McCoy. Well, actually, no, his name is that's funny. His name is Frank Phillips, I think. Uh, he rode with Billy the Kid, uh, yeah. and uh, that's too normal normal of a name. Frank. Uh, one of the kids, one of the one of the Hatfield kids, is called Cotton Top. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, I it's like six hours. Uh-huh. I was pretty riveted. It's hard to be riveted for six hours. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it is how good Costner and Paxton are at anchoring. Because um, they're not in every scene, but they keep coming back around. And Costner just has that southern cowboy way of speaking, yeah. just down to a science. Um, and uh, yeah, I, just, I dug the hell out of it. And uh, I found myself reading about the Hatfields and McCoys for like two hours after I was done watching. Didn't you say Jenna Maloney is in there? Jenna Malone? Is it, is it Maloney? It's Malone. Malone. Oh. Jenna Malone's in it. Uh, hmm. the winning, Mayor Winningham. Really? Um, there's one or two other uh, names you would recognize, but for the most part, it's largely people you don't know. Huh. Uh, except for those two leads in Power, Powers Booth, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, you I, have uh, Tom Berenger. Um, he's hardly in it. Uh, you have, uh, who else? What was this on? History Channel? Two Saturdays ago. No, History Channel is where it... Oh, yeah, History Channel. Sorry, yeah. okay. I said when. Uh, and what, it's on Netflix now? Yeah, and there's a uh, cussing... Um, mm-hmm. I guess nice. what I'm saying is knowing that it's a History Channel pr- production might make you not want to watch it. Yeah, I have yeah. a strong suspicion that's why a lot of people haven't watched it. But it it's, it's well shot. It's very cinematic. It's R-rated. There's violence. There's cussing. <laughs> yeah spitting. so it's, it's basically it's three episodes but they're all like hour and a half yep. movies yep. essentially yeah i really dug it i think I'll check it out kevin reynolds yeah it's kevin oh, reynolds really? <laughs> i was gonna i was my that was my big whammy i was gonna surprise with the, on you know, at the how end how long ago the, was this oh eight, ten years he's not working with reynolds anymore though right no he is yeah. uh, is he came out in 2012 oh yeah, 2012 wow. so that's that was eight years ago they just they keep they can't quit each other. They're frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously Kevin Reynolds has talent. He's got something, yeah. There's something else I saw recently. I'm going to look it up while you guys move on. But something else that Kevin Reynolds directed that I was going to bring up that I'd seen recently. But I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. Do anybody, do we have, do you guys either have another round of recommends or warns? Well, you, I do. you uh, brought up uh, Kevin Costner and I, I have to bring up a movie that I saw come up on uh, cable the other day, 13 days, Ooh. which is a really good movie about the Cuban missile crisis. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, uh, it came out in 2000 and, and basically nobody saw it. And, yeah. Uh, but, and, and I, I, and, and I'm recommending it, although I did not see it all the way through on my viewing, but i watched a lot of it it was 2000 uh, yeah came out 2000 it feels like it was like 10 years ago yeah costner <laughs> uh costner's really not a i don't feel like he's a big player in this movie he's in it but like it's it's the kennedy show and sure who plays kennedy bruce greenwood bruce greenwood <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean who else um i can't remember who plays robert kennedy it's somebody that you you you've seen before um i remember liking this movie a lot and i remember uh, it being just as like it's obviously a tense situation but i remember the movie being very tense yeah uh uh, stephen culp plays uh robert f kennedy uh and uh, dylan baker plays robert mcnamara um but it goes through all the different you know 
uh, how close we were to having an actual war and the weird, the really tough political sort of uh, back and forth that the U.S. and the Russians had to do on this because, you know, nobody wants to back down and be weak. But also, nobody wants to fire and start something. <laughs> and destroy the entire planet. So everybody's doing this high wire act yeah. where, they're, where there's, a, there's a scene towards the end where Robert Kennedy is talking to one of the Russian guys. And like he goes, you're going to have to take all these missiles out of Cuba. And the guy's like, well, you're going to have to take your missiles out of Turkey and all these other places. And he's like can't do that yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and and so so that has to be a good enough answer to the russian premier guy there's so many dead ends to this where you're like there's no way around this like this is gonna happen there's a great great fucking scene in this where um the there's a uh some ships uh, in in the i don't remember where exactly it was where the ships were uh but there's some American ships and some Russian ships doing some like, uh, sort of, uh, drills or something like that or whatever. And, uh, they're told that they can't go across a certain spot. Right. And the people, the war people all want to just blow away these ships because mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be here. And if they get anywhere farther and everything. And then, uh, John F. Kennedy is like, I need a direct line to the captain of that ship mm. and like bypassing all of his war people and everything. And he's like, he gets him on the phone. He's like, I don't want you to fire anything at all. Wait for my command. Don't wait for anybody else right. and everything. And it's just so, everything is so tense. Yeah. And so like, it's just well done. Um, and then the X-Men show up. And then the X-Men show up. <laughs> and they fucking save the day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Despite um, Magneto trying to fuck things up. Right. Uh, but uh, Roger Donaldson directed this. He's He's known for like... Uh, species and uh <laughs> cocktail and uh, oh nice i like both of those movies and uh no way out and no so way like, out is awesome and uh and costner, Mother costner yep um but uh but i think his best movie is that he also did the world's fastest indian which was really good is he still making movies uh last movie he did was something called the november man pierce brosman was in oh yeah i saw that uh and then he did in a one called seeking justice and then a, and i think that's a statham movie called the bank job but um I've seen that too yeah he did seeking. dante's peak yeah <laughs> he did dante's peak but 13 days is his best movie and it's one that should have gotten a lot more attention back in the day and it came out yeah it was a, a christmas a limited christmas day release back in 2000 and then it had an expansion in 2001. Huh. That sounds like uh, an awards release, like they were expecting it, a nomination. Or yeah, something. and they apparently, I don't know, it just didn't It just didn't get that kind of wave hmm. and everything. And, I, and 2000 was traffic, and it was uh, um, Aaron Brockovich yeah. and all those movies. But, uh, but 13 Days just kind of, I guess it's because nobody saw it. Nobody mm-hmm. cared mm-hmm. and... and whatever but i highly recommend it it's a it's a great great movie nice so nice you got any more i do i do too you i have a, i have a i think it's a wreck warn but it's mostly a, a recommend so i have never seen an episode of downton abbey in my life mm. but i just recently watched the movie mm-hmm. uh, movie came out last year it was a big big to do with the the da fans 
and of which there are many, like from from all walks of life, by the way, there was a I think it was a Republican senator from uh, or lawmaker from Tennessee that spent a bunch of uh, campaign money decorating his office like Downton Abbey. People on all of the political spectrum love this show. If they've gotten into the show, your wife has watched the My show, wife right? Loves the show. So she's like a super fan or like mm-hmm. a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had never seen it before. I knew that it was a little bit about uh, classist type of thing, like the servants below and the the royals above or whatever it is. Upstairs, downstairs. Upstairs, downstairs. And uh, so it was difficult getting into this and keeping up with all the names, all the characters who had been there, who hadn't been there, who's new to the series, that kind of thing. There's a, there's a Maggie Smith and there's an Imelda Staunton, which is really cool mm-hmm. uh, seeing them go head to head. Uh, Maggie Smith is this dour, like rapacious wit, like uh, like uh, old lady that uh, they can cut you with uh, with her words and stuff yeah. like that. And it's it's fun. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was well done. It was well shot. There's a lot of Abbey porn. There's a ton of Abbey porn. Just sweeping shots of this location that I, I guess I use for the series and mm-hmm. everything. The dynamics are pretty good between the. Uh, the the upstairs and the downstairs. The only problem is now, they're not slaves. They're servants, and they are paid. I don't think they're paid very well, but they're paid. But the level of worship that the servants have to the upper class is a little icky. It's Ooh. everybody's white, by the way. Of course, it's in Britain, but everybody's white. And uh, like, there's there's one thing where it's the whole conceit is the king and the queen are coming to visit uh, and staying at Downton Abbey for one night. And so the servants are like, oh, we get to cook for the king and the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the king and the queen, they send their servants in to do it. And then the servants can't serve. And so they plot to have this, this uh, to make this happen. We're going to serve them. And that's basically the, the conceit of the movie. And mm. it's as thin as it sounds. Mm. <laughs> but there's pretty dresses. There's nice things to you look know at. know I like pretty dresses. Yes. There's nice things to look at. It, the mood itself is very genial, and I can see how people get into this show. I don't think it's going to provoke me to seek this out, especially from the very beginning, uh, but it's good. All right. I, uh, I, I I did not see this movie. I think I've seen one episode of Downton Abbey, but uh, after having watched The Gentleman, where mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Dockery is in that, okay. um, who plays, uh, uh, was it Lady Mary Talbot? In the oh, movie? Mary. Yeah. Uh, uh, brunette. Yeah, plays Lady Mary Crawley in the. Ser- I guess she got married, uh, in the uh, series. But uh, anyway, yeah, she plays Mary. She's the uh, heir apparent to she's Maggie Smith. Fucking phenomenal in the Gentleman. Is she really? Yeah, and uh, so I'm now wanting to find all the Michelle Dockery things that I can find. Well, she's good in this. She's got a line. <laughs> Uh, she's got a line in this where her bed servant is like stripping off her pantyhose and shit like that. And uh, and Mary's just the, the character's like, why does it have to be such a struggle? And she's talking about <laughs> keeping Downton Abbey up and running and yeah, shit like that. Right. I'm like, this is the goddamn whitest thing anyone has yeah. ever fucking said. The fucking bed servant is taking her socks off yeah. right now. Why does it have to be such a struggle? Yeah. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but the movie itself is good. My wife also really likes another show. I think some of the same people behind the scenes. It's call call the midwife or i think it's called call the midwife Mm. it's been running for several seasons and it's it's set in like early england shows the life of a midwife which 
From what mm-hmm. I can tell, it doesn't seem to be a very good life. All right, all right. But if you like Downton Abbey, maybe check that out. All right. Yeah. I got a, I got a hard-ass warn for you. Nice. Yay. Like in the low 20s on Rotten Tomatoes warn. And yet you watched it. You, I'll say it again. This is how I operate when I'm flipping through the TV guide. If I see a recentish movie that I don't recognize the title of, but it has actors in it I know, I will stop and start watching. And if it is... Almost there's, there's almost nothing that will make me stop watching it at that point. If it's really bad, I'm going to want to talk about it here. If it's really good, I've just found something awesome. So um, the movie's called Reclaim. Okay. And it, it was made three years ago, 2015. Stars uh, your boy Ryan Phillippe <laughs> and uh, John Cusack. Um, Hold on. I think I saw the poster for this somewhere. Is there a third star in there, like a third cameo of a named actor? Yes. Okay. Well, I was going to wait to get to that okay, before okay, I told okay, you who okay. it was. Um, so Ryan Phillippe and his wife, she I recognize her face. I Googled her. She's been in stuff I've seen. Um, I can't quite remember her name or what you've what Rachel seen. Rachel Fever. Rachel Lefevre. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen her in Oh, she's in stuff. Twilight movies. Yes, and... yes. She's the redhead yeah. vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she and Ryan Phillippe are married, and they've come to Puerto Rico to um, adopt a baby. Oh, okay. And they met with the adoption lady, and they the adoption lady gives them the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what the fuck the kid's name is, uh, and says, we just have to wait until Monday for her passport and visa and stuff to come through, and then you guys can pick it up and go back to America. Oh. So they go you to the beach. Of where this is going. <laughs> and, they're, and they're frolicking on the beach, and mom is helping the girl make sandcastles and dad's out doing somersaults trying to make the little girl laugh and then over here is john cusack a really hot girl and some uh thug looking guy now they might as all they might all well been wearing shirts that say we're the bad guys (laughs) because they're the way they're acting and it's like conspicuous there's nobody on this beach but white people in puerto rico um and they kind of like talk and have like a little chit chat yada and that's all it for now then they go back and uh, that night, he has a fight with his wife, Ryan Phillippe does, so he goes out to the bar to get a drink. But uh-huh. he's an alcoholic. Oh. And he runs into John Cusack there. Oh. Who gets him drunk? Oh. And then sends him, well, he, he ends up uh, getting in a fight and ends up in the hospital. No, he gets arrested. He gets arrested oh. for getting in a fight at a bar. Oh. And his wife comes to get him. She's like, oh, is this where we are at again? Did you fall off the wagon again? You told me you were And he's like, no, I was only going to have one drink. And then the guy did And then whatnot. Yada, yada. They get back to the hotel. The girl is missing the next morning. What? Missing. Their door was the, locked. Their daughter, their adopted their daughter? Their adopted daughter. Poof. Gone. Okay. They go to the police. Surprise, Luis Guzman is the police chief. <laughs> and this is where I thought this is going to veer hard into comedy. And it's not. It's really not. <laughs> and he says this is a known scam. This, this they, He gives the name for the scam. And, you know, they 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 take your money and they never give you back your passports. And uh. let us handle this. We're going to look into this. Well, Ryan Phillippe can't let well enough alone. So he goes back to the ad- adoption offices, breaks in and finds them empty. It's like in the game when Michael Douglas takes the cops back to the game uh-huh, company's uh-huh. headquarters. All gone. Yeah. Or even the Spanish prisoner when he takes the cops back mm-hmm. to Steve Martin's or place. Or escape room. Or escape room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so then Luis Guzman gets really mad because he's like, we had a break in at that office and I know it was you and I told you not to do anything. <laughs> and then John Cusack shows back up and kidnaps both the adults. 
and starts asking for more money. He's got a laptop and he's like, I know you guys have money. And they're like, we don't. We don't have any money. And he says, you were in a car accident six months ago and you lost your baby. And I know you got a settlement from this company, yada, yada. Um, let's have that bank account number. And so basically they set up a wire transfer and Philippi has to go into the bank the next morning to get the money. And Cusack's going to keep his wife until he does. And it all goes sideways uh, in the least interesting way possible. Nice. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're selling this pretty well. Actually. I would say stay away from this movie. It's not well acted. It's one of those Cusack performances where you can tell he's just kind of <laughs> making a house payment. <laughs> yep. Um, and you know, Philippi is Philippi, and Luis Guzman is just happy to be invited to play a serious role. Uh, and yeah, he he take he grabs the money and then ditches the dude the bad guy that the thug that took him to the bank uh -huh. and then it becomes this race can he get back to his wife to save her before cusack kills her and they get back there and the wife is missing because she freed herself and <sighs> what happened to the girl the little girl they get to go home to america with her at the end oh so even though the adoption agency is fake yeah the cops just give her the little, give they the little the, kid they to do them. a face-off thing and <laughs> it really adopt. is very face-offy because <laughs> guzman shows up at the end there's one bad guy left that person gets killed, and then it's Philippi and the little girl and his wife, and they're walking away. And then <laughs> roll credits. We pan up with a crane shot, and I guess they're going to take that little girl. I don't know where the little girl originated, but it, it does it does suggest that the little girl is in on it. Uh -huh. That she, even though she's six or whatever, that she's done this, played this role <laughs> several times, and they've done this con several times. But now she's going to go live with the Philippines. Is okay. it possible that John Cusack is like another Nicolas Cage at this point? Yes, because yeah. I'm looking at his movies that he's made in the last twenty years. <laughs> yes, and they are a lot of straight to video yes. type of things. And yes. then the ones, the big ones that he is in, you're like, huh? Did you see like, the Bagman? No, <laughs> that's a shitty straight to video. I, I think I did run across it uh, on this on this list, but uh, but like uh, some of the big ones that I, I recognize, like Lee Daniels, the Butler, he plays Richard Nixon. <laughs> I mean, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, I never saw that movie. And uh, what was it uh, he was in Chirac? Um, oh my God, he plays the father. The, the the white guy on the south side of uh, Chicago in that movie. Yeah, Father Mike Corridan. Yeah, and he's based on a real person, like a guy that's literally doing the Lord's work down there in Chicago. It's uh, that movie blows ass. All he's right. uh yeah. I was looking at these titles like Never Grow Old, <laughs> River Runs Red, <laughs> Distorted, <laughs> Singularity, yeah, Blood Money. Yeah, he'll take a paycheck. Arsenal, Cell, um, <laughs> Dragon Blade. I remember Cell. Reclaim, Love and Mercy, The Prince, Drive Hard. <laughs> I've sounds seen fake. Drive Hard. You have? Well, that yeah, because fake. Drive Hard came out around the same time that Drive Angry came out oh. with Nicolas Cage. I mean, yeah, here's the Bagman, Maps to the Stars, Adult World, Grand Piano, Whoa. The Frozen Ground. I mean, come on, oh, man. The Frozen Ground is one of those definite direct-to-video. -to I think it has, like, Ice Cube in it or something oh, yeah. like that. 
Uh, or maybe I'm just making the ice frozen. Well, it's just half of it. Like it's that's just that's all the way to 2014. You go all the way 2000, and you're like, oh, 2012. That's <laughs> that's something I saw. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So what did you think? What's going on with the bracket? Give us your hate mail, whatever. Frozen ground has Nicholas Cage. It does. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> I am watching that shit. <laughs> it is, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So they were in together with uh, Con Air, and then uh, and then that one. And it's uh, it's Fifty Cent that's in this, not Fifty uh, Cent, not uh, Ice Cube. Vanessa Hutchins is in this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's like the, one of those things where you do the thesis, like the guy does in PCU, where he's looking for he's wise any time at any moment on cable. There's either a Gene Hackman or Michael Caine movie on. Like you know, if you do one that's like either John Cusack or Nicolas Cage, and then you run across Frozen Ground. <laughs> Yeah. World's collide. You're like you're like <laughs> Nicholas Cage and John Cusack in the same movie. That's my thesis. <laughs> I can stop watching TV. All right. Um, what did you think about uh, the all the stuff? Uh, go to Sincast presented by Cinema Sins on Facebook. Also, we are on Cinema Sins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. We're on Discord. If you want to go to Discord, you can go uh, to the Facebook page and private message me, and I'll give you a link. Or you can go to the Reddit page, and there is a link on the right side. We're also on SoundCloud. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. We'll be we'll continue the uh, the brackets next week. Yeah. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. We'll we'll have we'll have a whole bracket. Yes. Yes, we will. Uh, but yeah. uh, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Reddit, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. They're going to film original cast on the stage, right? They have already done it. They filmed it in 2016. Before any of them left. Before any of the principal original cast left, they... They already filmed... Oh, so they're not bringing the, the band back together. They're using existing footage. They set up multiple cameras in an empty Richard Rogers and filmed a performance. They probably even did it for more than one just to make sure they had coverage. There's also supplemental stuff that they're shooting, too, that... I guess makes it where it's not just the stage show. Maybe I would go just for the stage show. Well, so it's, there's not going to be an audience. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yes, he's cranky about the audience. Yeah, can't be, be a little bitch if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm voting Bernie just because the other day he said day one he'll executive order legalizing weed, <laughs> actually decriminalizing. And ending the war on drugs, which are both far more important than just my own weed habits. <clears throat> no, I mean, that's that's like a, a real world thing. Whenever you, you you see all these like puff pieces on the, the news about like, oh, pot is legal now. Everybody's out there smoking the ganj. And somebody has to remind them like there's a million African-American dude sitting in jail for, like, s- small amounts of this. That's the trouble I have. That's why, I like, when Illinois decriminalized just, just a few months ago, they also, like, commuted, the commuted all the yeah. sentences yeah. for anybody that had been arrested. For that. That's It needs to go hand in hand. Yep, yep. And it's but, frustrating to see celebrities 
lots of celebrities mm. like already making millions on legal weed. Mm-hmm. It's just it's hard for me to see. We need to get all on the same page. God damn it! I agree. And why it's going to happen is that fucking opioid crisis. Because weed is the best way to treat half the shit they use to prescribe opioids for. So that's my scientific medical opinion. Right <laughs> I don't know. I went to eight years of something. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that's where some people who have been against decriminalizing weed may come around is that the opioid thing. I like how you give them a mind of their own. Like they have a choice whether they want to come out or not. Uh, there's this weird. Like a groundhog. There's this weird kind of like group sex scene in this. Where I swear to God, she's fully clothed, and then all of a sudden she takes her boobs out, and then she covers them back up again. <laughs> yeah, they have a mind of their own. That's as, what you do. As you do. <laughs> That's what you do. Mm. Uh, Barrett has swallowed a cotton ball. All right, I'm good. Yes, he has.